TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Is it Friday yet? It's not Friday, <laughs> right? It's Thursday. Soon. Almost, okay. my friend. Almost, all right. yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Almost, my friend. Although I'm just... I'm shattered once again by this news of another shooting in Minneapolis. That's in the headlines. So we'll, and we'll, um, we'll talk about that in relation to Mayor Fry's interview with, with Jason DeRussia, uh, who is filling in for Chad today in just a few minutes. Yeah, there is, there is some encouraging news out there, I think, for everyone. And, and we'll get to this latest heartbreaking uh, headline in just a few minutes. Uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, if you haven't heard, they've lifted the vaccine mandates, but your local restaurants, local entertainment venues can still enforce their own vaccine mandate if they want to. But as far as the cities are concerned, uh, the vaccine mandate is no more. The mask mandates in Minneapolis and St. Paul remain in effect, but judging by what's happening in other states, uh, and and some liberal states, liberal cities, uh, beginning to. It's amazing how quickly the Omicron case numbers are going down. So, you know, God willing, no more variants out there. The other thing that made me happy uh, yesterday, Minnesota's first lady, Gwen Walls, Governor Walls's uh, wife, said that the state mm-hmm. has ordered vaccines for kids under five ahead of. The federal government's expected approval of the shots for young people. Six months to five years old, it needs to be approved by the FDA Mm -hmm. and then the CDC in that order. But it could very well happen in the next two weeks. And, And it was good news to me that if they give it the thumbs up, at least parents will have that option because there will be vaccine available. I think it's like a tenth the dose that adults get, yes, but enough to trigger an immune mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And Dr. Fauci, love him or hate him or vilify him, he said something interesting. He said the U.S. is exiting out of the full-blown pandemic phase, where decisions will increasingly be made on a local level rather than centrally decided or mandated. More people making their own decisions how they want to deal with the virus based on on their risk factors. If you're immunocompromised, if you have a long list of pre-existing conditions, you may want to continue to be cautious. If if you're healthy, and especially if you're vaxxed and boosted, then, you know, maybe take a few more calculated risks with taking off your mask, dining Mm -hmm. indoors, et cetera, et cetera. So, things are going well there. I mentioned the Super Bowl. It's going to be in the 80s to near 90 in L.A., 
And it's interesting to me, um, there's some predictions of gridlock in L.A. Well, there's always gridlock in <laughs> there's Los Angeles. There's always gridlock, right, right, right. But they're expecting 70,000 fans to flock to SoFi Stadium for Sunday's matchup, which would create gridlock in and of itself. Department of Homeland Security is warning that a convoy of truckers protesting COVID-19 mandates may try to block roads, freeways around the Super Bowl, around SoFi Stadium, causing even more disruptions. And again, this is not coming from Uncle Earl on Facebook. It's coming from the Department of Homeland Security. So they're keeping an eye on things. And of course, this is in response to what's happening in Ottawa, Canada. The mm-hmm. trucker lockdown, Fox News, they call it the Freedom Convoy. Uh, truckers, you know, incense that they have to be vaccinated going back and forth between the U.S. and Canada. Even though I think, like, the number I saw, 90% of truckers are, in fact, vaccinated. But, uh, hmm. so, what happens? Is this going to be exported to the United States? Because it has shut down Ottawa. The locals are incensed. They're honking their horns 24 hours a day. And generally, you know, it's kind of an occupation right now in Ottawa. So will Mm -hmm. that show up in L.A. or any other city? Uh, Stay tuned. We'll see. More drama. More drama for the Super Bowl like we need any. More drama. There we go. Uh, So let's take a break. We are learning about a shooting that has killed two people in North Minneapolis in the last hour. Uh, Jacob Fry, our mayor, we've asked him to come on. He went on with Jason DeRussia, who was filling in for Chad Hartman this afternoon. And it was a great interview. Jason did a great Mm -hmm. job. And um, we'll share some of what he said, because despite the fact that he understands there is a problem, uh, nobody wants to see anybody murdered. The mayor wants the the city to be thriving and healthy and safe. We're hearing, uh, we're learning about another two more deadly shootings that happened today. So he was pressed on what is, what is the answer for this. Hear what Mayor Fry had to say next. Minneapolis just can't seem to get out of its own way. Welcome back, Jordana and Paul. <sighs> I mean, yesterday we're hearing about a Minneapolis North High School bus driver was shot Wednesday afternoon. A 15-year-old boy, a student at North High School, was critically injured in a separate shooting. This is yesterday. And today, just in Laura's news at the top of the hour, this is a developing story. We are hearing two people, I believe, fatally shot in North Minneapolis. This is, I mean, my heart sunk. I I don't have the answer. I don't know what the solution is to people stop shooting each other. Just stop shooting each other. It's frustrating. It's devastating. It's sad. Families are, 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 are just devastated when this happens. And it's a horrible thing to have to live through. So people stop shooting each other. I hope they're listening. If they're not listening to me, I, I hope they're listening to the mayor. I, I hope whatever his plan is, it will be effective. He was on with Jason to Russia. He, Jason was filling in for Chad Hartman. He was on with Jason. And um, Jason said to him, what's the solution? Here, listen in. What do we do? What is it? What do we do? It, uh, you, if you want me to give you a soundbite on your, on your radio show, I can't and I won't because it's not realistic. 
there's a hundred things that we can have an hour long interview about all of the different facets. We've we've laid out plans. We but, need to execute. Them. But you have to start with one, right? Like I totally agree. You're a hundred percent right. These are super complicated issues, multifaceted, a million factors going on. But you start with something, right? So so what are the what are the three things that are the things that we can look for over the next couple of weeks? Okay, so over the next couple, so first let's talk about police reform. We've instituted a moratorium on both the issuance of and execution of no-knock warrants. We have engaged with both experts externally as well as internally to get a policy set up, not in a matter of months, but in a matter of weeks. We're going to be bringing on a new chief. We've got a national search to bring on the best possible, most reform-oriented person to get the job done. And right now we are setting up a fully new government structure with this quote-unquote strong mayor system. It's really, by the way, the regular mayor system that every major city has pretty much. Yeah, Jason did a great job with this Mm -hmm. interview. I thought he was tough, but he was fair. Mm-hmm. And he pressed the mayor on a number of subjects, including mm-hmm. the whole strong mayor, weak mayor, you know, who has the power. And um, some of the frustration showed, I think, in Jason's voice. It's frustration that people who live in Minneapolis or work in Minneapolis share. And we want solutions, right? How do things get better? And I think the fact that there is no yeah, quick, easy TV soundbite answer is is frustrating. But um, specifically regarding the death of Amir Locke, uh, Jason asked about the no-knock warrants. And very specifically, did you lie about the no-knock warrants in Minneapolis? No. If you look at all of the information that we put out, if you look at our, our public uh, disclosures, our press releases, the long-form interviews that I did with a bunch of different media sources, including WCCO, it was accurate. Uh, until no, before November 30th, 2020, we did not have a policy on no-knock warrants. Uh, on you, November 30th, yeah. 2020, we instituted a policy that ended unannounced entry, even in circumstances where a no-knock or no-announce warrant was requested. So again, we ended the practice of unannounced entry requiring officers to announce both their presence and their purpose prior to breaching the threshold of the doorway. Uh, Except they didn't. Except... Yeah. It still happened in the case of Amir Locke. And then, if... There's a word like threshold or ending practice. If that's semantics, then we need to clean that up and be more transparent. Um, we thought you're not allowed to. We thought, well, I thought I'm a lay person. I'm a regular person. They were ending no knock warrants. That means you couldn't do what they did to Amir Locke. That's what I thought. They didn't knock. They opened the door. They busted in. That is a no knock. They did not knock. Okay. And they just busted in. We thought that was ended. And that's what I heard him say. But. But it wasn't ended because it happened and Amir died. So I'm still confused by that answer. It, it was is ambiguous, um, still reserved for special cases. And I, I understand if somebody's being held hostage. Uh, yeah, you, you might not want to knock. You might want to have the element of surprise. But other than that, and again, I'm no expert when it comes to the criteria and, and the 
the split second decisions that police officers have to make to keep themselves safe uh, while it, trying to administer justice. So I get that. In fact, Jason had a follow up question, too. Uh, can you at least admit maybe the messaging was a bit murky? Here is where the, the issue was. So, you know, when referring to lists of accomplishment in short form, the goal was brevity because, as we've seen, it takes a while to explain all those things that I just explained in short form. We were trying to be brief and accurate at the same time, and achieving those two things simultaneously, as you can see, is tough. I acknowledge that. I own that. All of the right information we put out there. We put out there. I gave interviews on the topic. You covered it. Uh, the CCO, the Strib, all of them covered it in full. There was no hide in anything. Uh, this was all out there. Now, I acknowledge and own uh, that rather than be brief, we should have just been more clear and accounted for all of the different circumstances or exceptions. And I acknowledge that. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. And, and, and we, that's fine. And we accept the acknowledgement of that. But what, what do we do now? What do we do now? And and that's that's where we are because again today two people were shot in North Minneapolis. So it's not just a no knock warrant thing. It's also a shooting people in the street thing. It's it's a how do we go forward from here policing and keeping people safe? You know we 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 dedicated almost a day on this radio station, Paul, to Maxie's comments about Minneapolis being a hellhole. And people wanted to talk about it. They want they wanted to say that they were afraid that that they're not coming to Minneapolis anymore. So really, where do you go from here? And Mayor Fry did talk with Matt with, with excuse me, Jason, um, about that about the balancing act. Well, you have to balance both. Uh, you have to balance safety for everyone, and that's got to be the underlying criteria. That's got to be our underlying goal: is the preservation of life. It's honoring the sanctity of life and making sure that both officers and the general public are safe. That's got to be the primary goal. And so in the interim, before we've come up, we come up with a permanent policy now that, that changes things to improve uh, the dynamic. Uh, we do have a moratorium in place that prevents both the issuance and the execution of no-knock slash no-announce warrants. Okay. Okay, I hope we can trust that. I, I hope I hope that we can trust that. It, uh, what was another interesting? I want to play one more soundbite from Jason because uh, he did ask if he or anybody is going to resign because of yeah. this. Yeah, some people have called for you to step down. Will you step down, Jason? We just had a, an election only a couple of months ago, and the results were very clear. The answer is no. What about interim police chief Amelia Huffman? Should she step down? Uh, I asked our, our interim chief, Huffman, to be our interim chief, not just during good times, but also during difficult ch- times. Uh, of course, this is a very tough situation. Um, we are going through a national search process right now uh, to get the, the best possible transformative and reform-oriented chief in our city. And, you know, we're moving forward to that in diligent fashion. So nobody's resigning. Nothing's changing. They're moving forward with the chief. I, I can't imagine who would want to be the chief of police in Minneapolis. I mean, it's such a hard job. And it seems that we can't get a grasp on this crime. So that is a hard job. I don't know who can help fix it. But God yeah. knows, I hope we find yeah. somebody who, who is willing to take the job. And then 
can can be effective. I wouldn't it's want just, it. It's so frustrating as I sit here. Because nobody has a magic wand. It, it would be great if we had a magic wand. Nobody does. But some people say, well, we need more guns. More people able to defend themselves. Mm. And then I think, well, okay, but the problem is we're swimming in guns. We have more firearms in this country than we do people. And so we if you're swimming in weapons, it's easier for everyone to get a weapon, including people that should not have weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. For a, a long variety of reasons, maybe a, a previous conviction, maybe it's mental illness. Not everybody. It's it's not a right. It's a privilege, and I think you you should earn that privilege. And I think most gun owners are responsible. But if you're swimming in weapons, the people that shouldn't have weapons are going to get them, Absolutely. one way or another. And so we we keep chasing our tail. I don't have the answer. But making it harder for people who should absolutely not have weapons, to me, seems like a no-brainer. All right. Thanks for hanging with us. We, we tried to infuse the show with tons of positivity, which we will continue to do. Uh, yeah. Coming up next, we're going to talk uh, a little bit of fun uh, surrounding the Super Bowl. We'll have the chief strategy officer at a marketing firm talk about if $7 million is really worth the, the advertisement at the Super Bowl and if there's a return on that. So that's up next. Is really worth the, the advertisement at the Super Bowl and if there's a return on that. So that's up next. $7 million for 30 seconds of airtime. Come on, is that really worth it? Are you really getting a return on investment? Is it more of an ego thing? We got lots of questions about Super Bowl ads. And joining us to answer them is Emily Florio, the Chief Strategy Officer at Johnson and Seekin, an advertising agency uh, based in Dallas. Emily, welcome to the welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, okay, do you have clients that are paying the six point five or seven million dollars to buy Super Bowl advertising? Thankfully, this year I get the year off, but I oh. have. <laughs> I've done more than my fair share. Is there a return on the investment then? When they, when they in the past, do they make that money and more back? Is it goodwill? What's the, what's the deal? Oh, absolutely. You make, you make all of that and more, not just in the ringing of the registers, but even more importantly in the advocacy, the support, the engagement. Um, you know, it's a two week run up to the show and about a two week, you know, run down after the show and all of that conversation being in the cultural moment with our with huh. a consumer, it's irreplaceable. Sure. Yeah, Emily, this is Paul, I, and I'm really glad you could shed some light on this because I, I have questions. I know a lot of people who aren't that interested in football who say, "Hey, I watch for the commercials. There's always <laughs> something poignant, something mm-hmm. funny." And I'm just I'm curious, and I realize you know, image and branding. It's it's all about all about the brand and all about the ongoing imaging. But what breaks through? What does research show grabs viewers? Is it humor? Is it something that's poignant, sad? Is it sustainability now with environmental concerns? What what really rings the register? Well, you know, a recent 2020 global study was consumers are four to six times more likely to purchase and protect purpose-driven companies. Now, how a purpose-driven company 
is able to engage with that audience, doesn't matter. You just got to connect. So be it via humor, uh, a heartstring, or just simply having the right message at the right time about something those consumers care about. Having that that meeting of the values is what is what wins the day. Interesting. It's all about purpose. And are younger people driving that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will not make up the price point or make up the stat because it's not coming to my head perfectly. But where, let's say, half of Americans feel like purpose and values are important, that number only rises exponentially as you go into Gen Z Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. even further into Gen Alpha. People want, people expect, youngest consumers expect companies to do more than just make money. Yeah, I hear that. Okay. I hear that. Um, Are people watching the Super Bowl? Are there still as many eyes on it? Are we getting eyes on the commercials that are often leaked? I'm using my radio air quotes a little bit early online. How are people consuming them? Well, that's just it. They're consuming them all over. So, yes, Ah. um, while the number of eyeballs you know, maybe dwindling year over year, that's still the most eyeballs in one place at one time, actively tuning in to watch a commercial that you're ever going to get on TV. So that alone is probably worth the $7 million. But then the discussion beforehand, the press, the us talking about it, you know, all of yeah. these brands are getting not just the $7 million of a 30-second spot, but they're getting weeks, a month or more of us talking about it. That's true. I'm, I'm curious, Emily, do you think it's always going to be on free over-the-air television on one of the, the major networks, the CBS, NBC, Fox? Or, or could this wind up on a streamer? Could Netflix pay for the rights or Amazon? I mean, is that day coming? Oh, I, sure. You know, I'm just laughing. In my 20-year career, you know, we've seen a revolution in the way that we consume media. Just mm-hmm. since the pandemic, the way consumers, you know, we used to just have maybe one streaming. Now we have multiple streaming platforms in our in our household. I think the way we are consuming media and messages and content will only evolve in ways that we can't even imagine. Hmm. Can you okay. can you give us any spoilers? Who's who's got the big ads this year? You know, any inside scoop? I got no inside scoop, but you know, I always. <laughs> I'm a former Budweiser girl, so I always look for the Clydesdales. They're just my yep. favorite. Um, yep. Lays, you know, here in Dallas, always does great work. And I'm really excited by some of the e-vehicles that I think we will be seeing because that, to your earlier point, you know, talking about cars as something more than how we brand ourselves but how we give back is a really interesting thought. Yeah. We're at an inflection point when it comes to transportation. And uh, I know it's only 2% of the market now. Everybody keeps saying it's going to ramp up exponentially. But there are some amazing electric options out there for cars and trucks. Uh, what The pushback I get is, well, we need more charging stations. And, yeah, it's still kind of expensive. But I have a hunch those numbers will, will come down. And the chargers, hopefully the charging stations will go up over time. Um Emily, what did we forget to ask? What did Jordana forget to ask you today? <laughs> well, I would never throw Jordana under the bath like that. Thank you. Know, you. Well, Thank yeah, you. It's a hobby. Yeah. Guess <laughs> stick together. You know, I think it's just 
what's next? You know, what can we expect to see these brands after the game? It's all fun to talk about what happens in the game. But I really think the more interesting thing is how do they handle the conversation after the game? How do they engage mm-hmm. with those consumers on mm-hmm. social media? How do they turn mm-hmm. that $7 million into so much more? And are there strategies? I mean, is it following up on social? Is it running a contest? I mean, what what are the tried and true ways that they can make that go further? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, we're all watching the social media channels like a hawk, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, making sure that we are thoughtfully and um, respectfully engaging in those conversations, that we're continuing them. And then, you know, really and truly making sure that whatever pledge and promise and value we demonstrate in that spot, we live up to. Got it. Hey, Good what, one mm-hmm. quick last question, Emily, and this has been uh, this yeah. has been eye opening. If you had a client and they were interested uh, in running a Super Bowl ad and they just happen to have six, seven million dollars sitting around, would you? Is it black and white or is it gray? Would you say, hey, if you got the money and you got a great message, a purpose-driven message, go for it? Would you suggest that they step up and spend the money? I think if they have the supply chain and the product in place ready to go, the services ready to go, absolutely. You're never going to have another moment to have that hmm. much attention on your brand. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, though, $7 million just buys you the airtime. You still need a couple of extra dollars and change to actually produce it. That's right. true, right? right? Yeah, you got to go all yeah. out and make wait, sure it's wait. good. Can't you do it on an iPhone? I mean, I have an iPhone. I could create a 30-second spot. Well, sorry, my friend. You know, pre-pandemic, maybe not, but who knows? We've all (laughs) all gotten very good with our devices. Yes, we have. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you, Emily. This was enlightening and fun. Emily Florio, Chief Strategy Officer at Johnson & Sakin, uh, an advertising agency based in Dallas. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. I mean, wow. yeah, remember, 6.5 is the airtime. Then you have to hire the agency, which is going to charge right. you millions of dollars, get, yeah. approve their idea, then produce the video, which is going to be millions of dollars. You know, hire the actors and, so oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, so it's, it's, ten, it's a lot. at least $10 million, maybe $15 million for to sure. get a 30-second sure. spot. I, I mean, which is right. nothing for, like, Coca-Cola and Budweiser, which right, is nothing right, right. for the big ones. That's why we see them, but... Um, it's it's still a lot. I remember it didn't didn't GoDaddy like one year when nobody knew about them. Yeah, Chris is saying yes. GoDaddy put those like sexy ads up, and all of a sudden we knew who GoDaddy was. I mean, it kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. So it works. But for every one of those, there are five that probably yeah, squandered their money, and and yeah. it didn't work. So it's that's, you're that's true you're too. playing the lotto a little bit. You know, will it break through? Will it resonate risks. with with viewers? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, rock and roll show. We jammed a lot in. Uh, we'll come back with a few highlights next. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We'll do better tomorrow, I promise. Ah, uh, we always try. That's why we've been having such no. heavy shows yet. So today we started with 100 Ways to Improve Your Life. What are your little life hacks that just make yes. the day better? And, and we got some great ones. Yeah, don't be weird about how to stack the dishwasher. Thank you. That was my Instagram post a few days ago. Got a lot that's of traction. It. And, yeah, and honey, good one. we need to dedicate a full-on half hour to this because people have issues. With the dishwasher. With stacking? 
Really? It has people, ended marriages. And people, and I people are in their cars right now going, preach, because this is facts. Facts. People are crazy about the dishwasher. I know this because I'm married to one. Chris Whoa. is nodding his head. Let's, when let's I went to Cabo with this. the girl. Oh, 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 it's full on. I, a half an hour. I've been waiting to dedicate a half an hour well, to the dishwasher. Let's do it tomorrow. We, do it tomorrow. we can okay. do anything once. Yeah. I got words. Yeah. I got words. Do All it. Right. We're, Let's we do it a tomorrow. lot of dishwasher okay. issues. Lot, I want needs, everyone to just yeah. breathe now that I mentioned it, because I think I may have set people into full-on Everybody panic mode a horror about story. the dishwasher. And we should ask, mm. what's the weirdest thing you've seen your spouse or, or a friend put in the dishwasher that should not go in the dishwasher? Ever. That's a different ever, show. Ever. It, All right. This is tomorrow. the stacking. This is the organization. Right. This is the high level of psychopath oh, that really? people get to about the uh, No joke. Yeah. yeah okay. Full on. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So um, we'll, we'll tackle that weighty issue yeah, tomorrow. We'll th- tomorrow. We'll just- <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis and St. Paul have lifted their vaccine <laughs> mandates. We talked to Chef David Fema, uh, and we asked him, what's the biggest problem now facing Minneapolis? I, I, I really think that uh, the biggest problem that we have in Minneapolis is the perception that it's not safe. I come here all the time, and I'll be the first one to admit it that I'm biased. I work here, I live here, I I make my livelihood working here. But taking that aside as much as I possibly can, downtown is a lot safer than, uh, than, than, than people think it is. That was good to hear. That was good. That was good to hear from David. And and look, I feel safe downtown. We've talked about this. I'm going downtown to tape a podcast tomorrow. I go down for treatment all the time. Like I, I don't ever feel unsafe downtown. But we also know today that in the news, two people were fatally shot in North Minneapolis, and and that's a problem. That is a huge, huge problem. And uh, you know, Paul, uh, the we played some sound bites from the mayor. We had an interview with Jason DeRussia today. I don't know that one person can solve this problem. We also have to stop shooting each other. Okay? Stop it. Be done with this. Whatever the beef is, it can be handled without killing each other, without tearing apart families, without tragedy involved. We need problem-solving skills to be taught at a young age so we don't resort to the guns. That needs to be part of the solution. That's why I don't know that one mayor or one city council or even more cops on the street, I don't know that that's going to solve this problem. I, I, I don't have the solution, but I do know that we need to stop shooting each other. So if you're within the sound of my voice, stop it. Stop it. Again, we infused some positivity into the show, Paul. We did. Um, we, we had a fun interview about if, if uh, ads are worth it on the Super Bowl are marketing executive just said sure they were but i want to just share a couple of those um ideas for making your day better we should end with people on a good note so some of the texts say this hey guys when conversations get too negative i abruptly change the subject and bring up a positive story it usually works i love that i love that changing the subject um hey paul i get emails oh i get those emails in the morning too in the morning, they are very, very uplifting. Paul was saying how he gets a daily devotional email, yeah. and he reads it every day. And that's a great way to start the day, buddy. Every day my teenage son does push-ups. The number of push-ups he does depends on what day of the year it is. For ah, example, that's Jan- great. January 21st, he did 21 push-ups. Now he's up to 40 
plus push-ups per day. We'll see how long you can keep this going. So is he going to do but, like 364 push-ups? He, like, he might have to. Oh, man. I don't do that many in a year. No chance. No, no. I know, but can you imagine if at the end of the year you do 365 push-ups? You're in great freaking shape then. That was totally worth it. If you can pull that off, I am super impressed. Super impressed. I can do, uh, I can do about okay. 82. I'm up to 82. And oh, I, I, you're every such other a day, liar. You're such I a do, liar. I'm telling you the you're truth. Doing 82 push-ups. I do 100 sit-ups. And then the you're next lying. day I do 80 and I try to increase it by one every week. Would you like a demonstration? Friends, Would we try like, to tell the truth on this show, is that and the I only apologize. Way you'll believe me. Yeah, I, will I do need 80 a video of that in front of you. That's right. I All need right. a video. Please All take right. a video. I, 100. Right. What is 82 push-ups? 82. I'm up to 82. Yeah. Chris, we have 30 seconds left. What is something you do every day that makes you happy, my friend? I actually just try and sit in silence for about 15 minutes. Not even meditate, but just kind of clear my head and reset. Okay. That I'm glad you we left that on a positive note. Terrific advice for all of us. Uh, thanks for the show today, guys. And tomorrow we're going deep on the dishwashers and push-ups. All right. <laughs> Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Shot clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.